uh, which is based which is basically a podcast where black women discuss various things and we also like to discuss crazy topics i talk about business but i'm also a girl and the show like stalked me the whole weekend i have forced everybody i know to watch the show to be able to record some people they only arrived yesterday but they pulled all nighters which i'm very very grateful for so um without further ado i think we can um start um because we are going to be talking about a sensitive topic of sex, I've allowed, part of the reasons why I was saying that everybody could be muted is that I don't want people to risk their employers because employers do check social media and who are not comfortable saying things that are of a very crude nature. So I want everyone to feel protected. That was also part of the reason. And I wanted people not to feel that they are um, exposed in any way that they're not comfortable on. So. The format how I would like to, for it to go is that I would like for us to just to go through the series from season one, from episode one to all the way to episode eight, and just talk about our feelings of sex. Is it that important? Because I think a lot of people uh, underestimate sex. Is it that important? And would you fuck up your life? to get some <laughs> basically so i'm just gonna switch off the video for bandwidth and yeah we can just uh sort of start so ladies how did you find the show if you were to describe the show if you were to did anyone watch the trailer what did you think it was going to be like from viewing the trailer anyone can start Okay, I think everybody's kind of still busy, so I'll go first. Um, so I didn't watch the trailer. Um, I kind of like saw like maybe like two seconds of it um, after I'd watched something else. It just kind of popped up on my Netflix. And I was like, Ugh, well, I'm busy doing other stuff, so let me just watch this in the background, right? That's how I started. Um, and I think within the first 10 minutes, I was sitting on the couch on some what the hell is going on? Um, I really, really enjoyed the show. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it covered such a wide variety of themes and topics. Um, and to answer your question about sex, I do think sex is actually quite very important. I think we definitely underestimate it. Um, and I think the more honest we are about sex in general, the better we'll get about having these conversations about openness and the importance of it in relationships. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Does anyone else want to join? So I also am one of the people who did not watch the trailer. I know my name is not up. I'm Sipe. I'm also one of the people who didn't watch the trailer. I was bullied into pulling an all-nighter. I'd only seen the line about um, the choosing between sex and what is comfortable. And I must say it never prepared me for, I was never ready for what we were watching. It was oddly relatable in a very uncomfortable way. So I'm not at the married stage yet, but it was just one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, is this the kind of thing that we can look forward to? And also sat there wondering if I have a brand in my life, but I found it extremely relatable and very interesting. Thank you. Uh, it, uh, oh. Yes, Angela? <laughs> so I was just gonna, following on what the two ladies said, um, I also hadn't watched the trailer. 
I think I had just seen that it was trending as number one and I was bored. So then I started watching it and I, in, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very relatable indeed. I think though, more so than the sex part of it, because I am a believer of sex is important. Um, I also thought that it highlighted relationships that like real day-to-day -day lives of a lot of women from the perspective of having kids, what that means, you know, the dreams that you need to let go. She could have had a PhD, she had to pause. Um, it was quite evident that she was holding down the fort from a home perspective while he was busy building his work. So I actually thought that he was a shitty husband. I don't think I felt that he was the perfect guy, if that makes sense. I think he was just able to provide and he was doing well in his work. And I found quite challenged with the definition of him being an amazing husband. I couldn't relate 100% and say he is the perfect um, he is the better partner, if that makes sense. I, I think it was just creepy that he read the journal, all of that. Yeah, that's my take. But it was entertaining. I absolutely agree with Angela. So for me, I've met quite a few of these people who are perfect on paper and seem like all of the things that we've been told that a husband can be. But when you actually look at the actual relationship, it has undertones of being toxic. And that is what I, I saw when he was reading her journal and he was continuously reading her journal. I can understand the first time stumbling upon it and being like compelled to read, but he was now seeking it out. And that's a, a no-go area. It's invasion of privacy on another level. But the one other thing that I, I, I saw there is having to reconcile your life in your 20s, whatever that may have looked like, with the wanting to get married. Because she hid a lot of herself from him. There's a lot of things she didn't tell him that he then now found out by himself. So my, my, the question that I was running through my mind is, is that actually important in getting into a relationship to make it last and end up married and all of that, that you actually hide a part of yourself and hide the heydays and not have those conversations with the person. And that's something that I've been grappling with throughout my life about whether you talk or you don't and what's the impression the person gets of you and whether it matters that that's the impression they get of you. And whether you should be with a person who gets a certain impression when you share what your life has been like. So I feel like she kept a very big part of herself away from him and hidden from herself as well. And she felt she had to get rid of it in order to be in this happy marriage. Wow, so that did not go the way I expected to. Um, and I'm glad both um, Sipe and Angela, as well as Lerato touched on different points, different points, different points, and I think it's very important in the discussion that we have different various um, discussion points. Um, then we can go to episode one. Um, so for me, episode one, I think this is where the beginning, we get introduced to the characters, and I think what was traumatic in episode one was 
when she said to her, when she was writing, she was like, she's screaming for him. She's screaming, she's begging him to look at her, to desire her, to... And I think one of the saddest moments is that when he comes home, he picks the kid and not her. She's looking for him to say, hey, babe, I've had a good day. I also miss you. She's also looking for that affection. And my question then becomes, if he was giving her that level of affection, would she start started thinking about Brad? Any ladies on the floor? Hmm. Which um, yeah. So, okay, I don't know how I'm gonna explain this in a in a very neutral way. Um, I think one of the things that we do just as people in general is that when we move into a long-term relationship or into a comfortable space in our relationship, we do tend to neglect the fact that the reason why we are at a specific point is because of the experiences that we had. And I think Angela explained this quite nicely where she touched on um, the fact that, you know, the, there was a toxic element in the relationship, right? You shouldn't at any point have to hide who you are in order to get to the stage that she was at, which is after tons and tons of heartbreak and dealing with toxic men and et cetera, et cetera, she found herself in a situation where she was just like, you know what, I need someone that's going to give me stability, that's going to be healthy for me, et cetera, et cetera. What we fail to do is to find a way in which both versions of ourselves can exist, especially as women, because we're taught that, you know, you need to be, in order to be a wife, you need to be X, Y, and Z. And in order to be a, or in order to, to be seen as a whole, you need to behave in X, Y, and Z um, manner. So I think she, she herself had not reconciled the importance of her relationship with Brad. And I think because she hadn't reconciled that, everything that happened with her husband, especially once she had that trigger, which I think the main trigger for her, she had had the thoughts, but I think the main trigger for her was when she actually walked in um, and found Brad at her best friend's house. And I think that moment for her was a moment of realization of like, oh shit, I actually thought I had addressed the issues that I had in this relationship. And I don't think I've actually done a full on deep dive. And, you know, one of the ladies, I can't remember who it was, mentioned something about um, going into the journal and him reading the journal. What I, what I saw when I watched that, I was just like, oh, okay, they clearly have a thing where they are comfortable enough with going into each other's things. Because even when she walked in on him reading, she didn't flip out. Like, if I had walked in and I felt like, oh my gosh, you're invading my privacy, I would have flipped out. So there was an element of like, okay, maybe this is something that they do um, in the first like two episodes. Sorry, I need to just, <laughs> sorry, I need to step out. My daughter's calling. So I have a slightly different view on that journal situation than Lerato, because for me, I feel like the reason she didn't flip out is because she felt more guilty than he was. So basically, she felt that she'd done something wrong with what she was writing and the things she was fantasizing about. And the fact that he caught her, she felt like she had been caught. So even though she'd caught him, it was almost like she caught him in something slightly smaller than the thing that he caught her in. And I think that's part of the reason why she didn't flip out. I didn't read it as they just go through each other's things all the time. 
But I also think the trigger for for her seeking out Brad might not necessarily have just been that her husband is is neglecting her. That's a part of it. But it had been that she felt that she had lost a part of herself. So, and I think that is some, one of the things that tends to happen when you open your eyes and find that you are a mother and a wife and all of these other titles, but you don't feel like you have a sense of self. So the only way that you identify yourself is with your relationship with other people. And then you think back to a time when you didn't have all of those responsibilities and you are thus just you. And that's one of the things that can sometimes be brought on by having a child and could also be brought on by some kind of postpartum depression. So I think there was something a little bit deeper going on with her. I'm going to add something different to this because I feel that we're we're forgetting out the society that we live in. We sometimes forget that sometimes the hesitancy for women to share is judgment. And we don't talk about the fact that you hear these statements, and I think they, they're very popularized in... Um, in media, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. So why would you, as a woman who's been um, very free with her agency, when you recognize that you can see, because that was something she said in the beginning, when she saw him and she realized this is a good man, this is a really, really, really good man. Why? And she said she thought she would tell him. There's also the fear, and we don't take in consideration the actual judgment. And um, we, I think I was reflecting on this with um, Sipe um, yesterday, was that how many times have you had an encounter with your partner and during an act has said, who, who, who did this? Where did you learn this from? Um, you seem to know a little bit more. And how many times has that been met with a little bit of hesitancy? And it, it, we, I think we're not looking at this in the completeness of the society that we live in and how environment, if you meet a good guy and he doesn't know anything about what you did, what you did before, because I've been dumped, I'm sorry, for apparently having sex with too many people. I've actually been dumped for that <laughs> like, in this society. And, but we don't forget that that's how men think. And also it, feel, it, it seems like her fear was actually justified. Because after, after Cooper found out about that, there was that scene when he thought about her with Brad and then he literally went and threw up. Like he, he had an actual physical reaction to the thought of her being with someone else. So clearly, it, it's, it's for me, I have a hypothesis that had she actually spoken about her past and told him all the things that she had done and what her, what her 20s had looked like, I don't think he would have stayed. It doesn't look like he would have stayed because for him, it seems like he's a little bit insecure. And he was even saying, that's the mother of my, ch that's the mother of my children, which for me says he wouldn't have seen her as a potential mother of his children if she had been upfront about everything, which speaks to what Sinesip was talking about, that in the society that we live in, we've been told or been preached to that we need to either A, not do any of those things, and B, failing which, don't talk about it. Don't put it out there. Don't be that girl. Even if you were, just pretend that you've always been the Madonna. Any other thoughts, ladies? Which I think is just unfortunate. <laughs> 
Um, I have some thoughts. Oh, Angela's speaking. Sorry. No, no worries. Uh, what I was just going to say is that that's just very unfortunate because I think in this day and age, I don't think as women we should be seeking out to go find marriage and hiding part of ourselves and even more so maybe even feeling like in order for whatever person we meet, I need to basically bear my entire 34-year soul just in case there's something that is a part of my past that if you know about, then I'm no longer good enough for you. I think if he had asked better questions and if their conversations were honest and healthy and open at when they were dating, they would have had this. They, they were both likely just not ready to be with each other. And they found themselves eight years later, two children later, here. I mean, I, I don't see myself meeting someone and giving them my entire life story. Uh, contrast these people. We can't trust each other. What if something goes wrong? The next thing, there's an entire article about you or a Twitter post. Uh, I'm, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's that's my view on this. Um, hi guys. I, when I was watching it, I didn't get the sense that she was hiding her past because out of fear of being slut-shamed or wanting to kind of be the perfect Connecticut housewife. But I think that she was just trying to put Brad behind her. So engaging in, in her history would be engaging in Brad because, I mean, she did wild things with just one person. So... Is she slutty because she was doing sleeping around with her guy in various public places? Or is she slutty because she was sleeping with multiple people, which she wasn't because she was an advocate for monogamy? So my sense wasn't that she's ashamed of of her her sexual past, but more that she's ashamed of the relationship with Brad. And that was what was that's why she was holding back. Yeah. So, so Mimi, I feel like women get slut-shamed for two, for two different reasons. For sleeping with a lot of people and for enjoying sex. It might be the same reason, but you get the same kind of slut-shaming for actually thoroughly enjoying sex and having the agency around it and actually saying what it is that you want out of it as you would if you were sleeping with a lot of people. And I think that's what she may have been a little bit nervous about, about all the different okay. things that so they really did. Because, to because um, Brad was a little bit more vanilla than, sorry, Cooper. Cooper was a little bit more vanilla than Brad was. And she picked that up right from the get-go. And, 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 true, true. and and guys when we we, we talk about slut shaming it's it's part of the so I always remember the the uh, the, the comment in American Pie 2 that if a girl tells you she slept with one person, the guys were like multiply by three because girls lie. And the reason why girls are incentivized to lower their number is so that men can feel that they have some prowess or or any or any other thing 
or any other male thing that they need to have from the amount of prowess and amount of um, victory that they can get from it. Because I think that's sort of where they're looking at it because you never know if someone is going to judge you or not. And I think that's what, I think Angela brings a very good point is that someone will make you a Twitter thread about, hey, look at this girl. Hey, this one, Ulu Senyana. And we, I think we underestimate the society we live in. Even when you see in South Africa, even when we think about um, the celebrities um, and their dating, they viewed women who've had multiple relationships are viewed in a different light as opposed to the ones who haven't, which is what incentivizes women not to share who they're dating or, or who they've been with because there's no upside to a woman sharing who she's dating. The upside comes purely from men. They have the ego. They have the, the they get to experience the, um, they get to experience the happiness with everything else, whereas we don't. We don't. And yeah, as we continue, what did you guys think about Cooper's gesture to recreate their love life? Though, going to break into someone's house. Did you not guys think that was romantic though? Hell no. Why are we breaking into people's homes to recreate our sex life? <laughs> yeah. To recreate like, someone else's sex like, life. Some, yes, to recreate my my experience with somebody. Like it just in my head was just like that's so it's like so completely far from what he was. And I think that also is what what made him stick was the realization that actually this is not me. This this is not my kind of thing, you know? Um I think they you know, it's like two completely different sides of a person. And Cooper was trying to be Brad for her, right? Because now he's he's the husband. So obviously, he has to now kind of play the role of fulfilling those fantasies. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, there's other ways of recreating and kind of reigniting that sex, that passionate sex. But it, it, there's also a scene in the, in the beginning. Sorry, I just want to go back to the their introduction when they first met. Cooper went up to her and Sasha, they were walking. Cooper went up to her and, and her best friend and was kind of talking and being playful, whatever, and she was engaging. But when her best friend said, oh, no, why don't you walk him? She hesitated. She wasn't immediately like, okay, cool, let me go, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And this is why I said earlier on that her experience with these bad boys that she had gone down this road with made her very hesitant. And it comes back to... The, the whole thing of you hiding who you really are from a potential partner because you're also not necessarily certain. And I think one of the other things is that this whole thing of being slut-shamed in public, it really, really does affect you. Like, it will change where you go, who you speak to, how you speak, what you dress like, what you do. And if you have not unlearned that by the time you get married, you're going to struggle with a lot of other issues in the gist of your marriage because when you get married it's you you you're also exposed to a lot more opinions on your marriage and also when you become a parent you're exposed to a lot more opinions on how you raise your children how you raise your children what you do with your children what you do with your partner etc 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 i um can i just jump in um with Cooper's effort to kind of spice their sex life up, I think 
the the intention was sweet, I guess, because it was a recognition and admission that we become kind of complacent. And yeah, I mean, he 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 seemed to kind of just be whack and dead in general, but I don't think that that is is fatal. I'm not sure because just to go back to the question in the beginning when you said is sex that deep? Is it that important in a relationship? I mean, I haven't been in a position where to have to decide that, but for me, it seems like it's something that can be improved. So he was trying to do that, but by trying to to relive her experience with Brad, that was the wrong thing to do. That was it was never that was never going to work. Um, and also, he made himself sick. I I completely agree with you. I feel like there are other things he could have done to spice it up. In fact, he could have taken inspiration from what he read, but to try and reenact it move for move, that is creepy. I would be super distracted and actually, yeah. A little and it also kind of speaks to like how he actually isn't the perfect guy. He's like, he sucks a bit. He's a bit of a loser. He, on, on paper, he seems perfect, right? But like he has this hot wife, doesn't appreciate her. Like he, he, he when they have sex, he's watching television. Um, and to spice up their life, he's kind, he's reliving her ex-boyfriend, her toxic ex-boyfriend. Thing is, if you compare Cooper and Brad, Cooper wins only because he's not like just a motherfucker, but like. <laughs> He isn't that great either. Mm. I didn't get the impression that their sex life was always bad. There was that one scene where she was talking about sex right in the beginning with him. So it seems like they had a spark. They had something. But I agree that he got very complacent. He was watching TV. He was sending her to the children. He wasn't saying hi to her when he sees her. He was just... And I thought when you were taking her for a date that he's actually making an effort, but he was trying to recreate someone else's date. And, and I think also just she, you know what, in, even in how he did it, like she wanted to talk about what he read and he just was not about opening up about it. And I think the, the, their, how they approached the reigniting of the spark would have gone a completely different way had he just talked to her first instead of just going out of his way to kind of recreate her past experience with somebody else. And also, he didn't give her a head for 18 months. Like, no one talks about 18 months. 18, like, the way she said it, like, I could feel the pain. Since before the baby was born. Since before the baby was born. So one of the things that um, I think we also don't talk about is women have needs. And she's like, I pushed the baby in <laughs> I've pushed the baby since he's touched me. And I think she doesn't she 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 does a very good job of trying to say, you know what, I've pushed the baby, I've done XYZ. But like he uh, he didn't participate in the sexuals. And he's it seemed like it's a usual thing for him to just give up halfway through sex and pass the vibrator. 
because when when he when she said um pass the vibrator it it wasn't a new thing it wasn't a like a lot of men would be like oh my gosh my ego let's finish this for him it was just like okay cool so i can go back to watching my game and that is a level of complacency like I think sex is very important in a relationship. Let me just put that part out there. But I also think um, it can be worked on, assuming you have a person who's open to learning. And he was not working on it anymore. He wasn't even doing the things he used to do. Because Cooper was a horrible husband. <laughs> he really was. Like, if you go back to that first scene when she's playing with the kid and he comes home, like, I, my heart dropped for her. She was just yeah. waiting to be noticed. And I think that's what happens a lot of times when there's just this picture, because generally, culturally, as a woman, you are meant to be the complete adult when you've got this man next to you. So what then happens is that, hence even this conversation, we, we, we are talking more about Cooper than speaking about oh my word what she went through how disgusting oh my word what could we learn we're talking about Cooper um which you know we we it's it's a it's a it's just where we're from (laughs) um he was a horrible husband very much unworthy of her and yeah I think for me, I, I just, there's no way where I put Cooper. What, he had an education, he was doing well. Therefore now everyone needs to, or this wife rather, needs to really ensure that whether she made a commitment to be with him at a time when she wasn't ready or whatever the circumstances were, were she now needs to be the one who is shunned because he started treating her like crap but she still needs to be strong um hi sorry to just interject um i just want to make a comment on 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 what you've been saying so i slightly disagree though and i think in the same way we raised an argument to kind of say that um cooper should have spoken to her about what he read I think she should have spoken to Cooper about how she was feeling. I mean, it's kind of evident to that, well, from my perspective. He seemed to be a bit of a simp, kind of-ish. Um, and and I think because of that, um, I think she just brought up a conversation to say, look, I feel neglected. Um, and, and I think Cooper also, well, my interpretation of Cooper's character was that he just always wanted to be perceived as like a good employee, a good husband, a good father. So I think if if not for anything, but his own ego and his own like perceptions of himself, had she then said, look, I'm not satisfied um, in relation to X, Y, and Z, I think that things would have maybe taken like a different turn. So in the same way, we kind of don't really, and I'm obviously like, not trying to make excuses for Cooper's um, neglect of her, but I think in the same way, um, you know, we kind of wanted her to like, um, um, him to like speak to her and that, you know, I also think that he, he couldn't smell that she wasn't happy or, or that, you know, especially because she didn't, he didn't really know about like her previous life um, and her previous experiences. He couldn't like 
foresee that and he couldn't like mitigate that. So I think, I don't know, I guess a bit of responsibility on her part, just from a communication perspective. And, but yeah. I do agree. There is two-way conversation. My view is built on that. I think either episode one or two, um, it seems she did try. She used to try bring up these a conversation, and then the boss would call. Then there was a time where I think he basically walked out of the bathroom. They have he had been showering. I think she wanted to shower. Then it didn't happen. He tried to speak, and the phone rang, and he he didn't avail or give allow for that opportunity. But good job. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember correctly, but I, I do think she did try. I also think that he wouldn't have given much notice to the complaints um, if she, if, even if he did give her the opportunity to speak. I think it takes another man to to injure his ego, like Brad did via the journal, for him to pay attention, for him to wake up. And then similarly, I don't think he would have done whatever he did with Francesca had it not been for Brad. Like he always, I feel like he's pushed by, by that kind of masculine energy. So I think there is a level to which Cooper was cast as the Tyler Perry perfect husband. And this is the same problem I have with Tyler Perry movies, that there's always a man who looks good on paper, does all of the things that a husband is supposed to do according to men, but is actually neglecting some key things that women need. And I think that is what was happening with Cooper. And I agree that even if she had, even if she had actually spoken up and said something, I don't think that um, Cooper would have taken much notice because for him, he's doing all of the things that he's supposed to do. And he, he feels like he's, he's met his duties. He has addressed his duties. He's done all of the things he's supposed to do. He's a good guy which always annoys me that that entire phrase is a good guy he's a good husband he's a good employee i don't cheat i'm here all the time i love the kids i'm here for my kids what are you complaining about and that is the kind of reaction women tend to get to those kind of conversations that what are you complaining about i'm giving you everything basically gaslight but then again it's because the bar is so low because i think we're in a society where i think you're at the point where he doesn't hit you. He's not cheating on you. Those two he things, he likes his children. Those things are about 80% of black men don't do. So you're dealing with 20% who are doing this. So people ask you, what did he do? Like, what did he do that is so, they're like, because even when she was complaining to her friend, she, her friend was like, when a girl, You've got someone who loves you. <laughs> like, all of it is about how women, we should be grateful for the bare minimum in relationships. And our needs of, of affection, love, comfort are not viewed as a material aspect in a relationship. Because you know what I'm getting with this? So one of my guy friends... Um, is currently single and does very well for me. He's like, I don't get why girls don't want me. And, and I'm like, 
not cheating is nothing it's not a gold star dude <laughs> like you can't be your entire schliff can't be i make good money i don't cheat like that can't be it and you can't think that that's all that it would take to get someone but like they're like but this one and this one also gets but i'm like what is your value beyond those two things do you cherish the person you with? Do the people they feel loved because i was like your past two girlfriends both of them say that you neglected them and you were cold so this do you not think that this goes back to how women have kind of progressed and grown over the over the years over the last couple of centuries um whereas men kind of have have remained stagnant in i'm a man i provide i protect and that's that's what it is whereas with women because we've adapted and so many things have changed whereas before we were only housewives and homemakers now we're homemakers and we're businesswomen and we are like employees etc etc do you not think that that also impacts um how she sees herself because i feel like men men are at a point where yes the bar is low but society hasn't really changed much for them specifically like they, their rules and regulations are still pretty much the same ours have had to change because we've had to fight for it so our fighting spirit is slightly different to what men's always men just kind of feel like oh, okay you know what i'm giving her x y and z and that's it and it's fine um versus with with her realizing that you know what if this was my sole thing in life if this is the only thing i want the cool i'd probably be happy but i have you know i have more i'm i'm more of just a mother and a wife and and i think that also has probably impacted how she views herself because um even when she was like in the um in the shower in that shower scene where he was um he just i think he just gotten out the shower um she had been staring at him in the mirror and just thinking oh my god my husband is so hot and then he was just like oh sorry i have to go my boss just called you know and and it kind of is like you that role for men hasn't really changed as one of my guy friends put it a couple of years ago he said that the girls have gone rogue he says what they've been taught about they flipped the script on the boys because they've been taught this is what you expect from a girl this is what you're supposed to do if you're doing yeah. these things you're doing well and the girls are just like nabru I mean, more than that that's not all you need to do and nobody's telling them what those extra things are because to some extent women still a lot of women still lack the agency to say those things because you don't want your husband to see you in that way because that way is you being a like is you being a whore or a slut or a where did you learn that yes but that but a lot of women and a lot of men basically society as a whole still hasn't caught up to the multifacetedness of women and there are women who go out there and they own themselves and then they get titles so some women just want to stay in the safe haven of the patriarchy basically so, so i actually agree with that right. and i i think i'll just give like a very generic experience my own personal experience so i was dating this guy a couple years ago and he was kind of stuck on the tomboyish always covered up never wants to say anything kind of wants to keep to herself kind of wants to stay in a shell person 
And we were together for like six years. So it was quite a was quite a while. But over the years, the more I developed, the more I was, expo- I was exposed to, the more I, my personality kind of started coming out, the more things I experienced, the more changes happened. He got to a point where he was like, oh no, we're no longer compatible because you just want to go and be like this wild person. And that's not the kind of person I want. And I think the, the funny thing was when he had proposed the first two times, I had said no, because I had suspected that he was like that. But I was just like, okay, we're going to get engaged. And then, you know, eventually he'll come around. So I think there's also an element of like, you're sitting and you're hoping that this person is going to get to a point where they realize like, okay, I've grown, I've developed, I've changed. Are you growing and developing and changing with me? And often that isn't the case. You're not growing and developing and changing at the same pace. One may be developing in a completely different direction than what they thought that you would become. And I think we, we don't have, we don't speak about those things. And I think it's, it's a generational thing. So for example, um, like I started pole dancing, but I started pole dancing after my dad passed away. And I realized very quickly that I had to keep the pole dancing to myself because I was hearing a lot of like, like snide remarks about, oh my gosh, why do you need to do pole dancing? Like, why would you want to be a stripper? And it took a lot for me to actually get to a point where I was like, oh, you know, it's look, I don't care anymore. It is what it is. If you're going to judge me, you're going to judge me. I'm going to do it anyways because it makes me feel good. And I think women haven't gotten to that point where they're selfish enough to say, I'm putting me first. But can we do, can we put ourselves first and not lose access to partnership? So this is also the the, the conundrum. Someone was saying, men are the prize. I'm like, the truth be told is that you can't, I'm a believer in needing a partner. We're not designed to be alone. So I don't feel the feel bad about saying I actually want a partner. But we forget there's a genuine fear. That there's a genuine fear of if I do this, I alienate some a person, a partner, and I could be alone. As much as, by the way, the, the same guy Fred who said we flipped the script. Men have, they have this very good thing of saying, if you don't, um, if you don't atone or fall into the patriarchy line, you'll be alone. Yeah. And as much as we, um, we, 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 we laugh about it, that is actually the reality. No, this also speaks to the things that were trending when winter started. Team, know your worth. How are you, how are you doing? Team, know your worth. Because that was also a way of, like, a microaggression against women who are saying, I don't want to settle. Because now they're just saying, oh, if you didn't settle, now you're cold. And I think that's why um, men get so upset. Sorry. And I think that's also why men get so upset when a woman that they deemed as not being wife material actually gets a man that's just like, I know all about her history. I know everything there's nothing that you're going to throw that's going to surprise me and this is the person i actually want to build a life with this is the person i'm choosing it frustrates them because what the hell are you thinking you're kind of like ruining how they want to control what women do yeah i have to agree with that um, and take it back to i think it was either the first or the second episode of the show probably the first when um 
the hun was she was basically looking after the kids and um cooper walked in to the backyard and um he gave her a look i don't know if any of you guys clocked this but he gave her a look and she was like um oh no you know i i meant to change into something else i just got super caught up and whatever and he was like oh okay that's fine but for me i kind of just got it i, I don't know it sort of further cemented the fact that um, as a woman, even if you're like married um, for years on end, or even like as just as a young person, you definitely have to sort of comply or like conform to what this ideal standard is, be it as like a single person or a person that's dating or a person that's married, um, or you know, if you, if you choose not to sort of conform to that, then you kind of have to deal or, or you're kind of faced with this overarching fear that, yikes, I might lose my person or like I'm, I may be viewed as like either sloppy or slutty or this or that. And, you know, so I definitely agree. Um, hi, guys. I haven't watched the show. I'm just here for the commentary. And honestly, like hearing people's views before I watch something, it gives me an interesting perspective. Um, but I just have a question. Was this not maybe behavior that she got him used to? Um, did she not perpetuate the behavior? And now that he's so accustomed to it, we, we start the film off in a point where we're seeing him as the villain, but we don't know what she had allowed over the years for things to get that bad. Can I also... Before we, we answer that, can I just add that I think because her experience with Brad was so traumatic that anything from Cooper seemed like heaven, you know? And he only seems perfect compared to how terrible her past relationship is. Um, yeah, I just, want, yeah, I just wanted to add that part before anyone wants to answer it, and that's his question. I agree. So with she could have easily then just settled. She could have easily just settled with whatever she got, and then she just played to the narrative. And now she doesn't want it anymore. So isn't she also partly responsible? Like the other lady said, that you know, it's it's one way to paint the guy as something. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's an angel based on your guys' views, but also she needs to take a little bit of accountability and responsibility for the situation that she's in. Potentially. No, I agree that um, she, de she definitely needs to take some of the some of the blame because it's one of the it's one of these things that part of the reason why we keep being told don't jump into a relationship immediately after another is that you immediately just look for the things that your past partner didn't have and you forget yeah. to look for the things that they did have. So you end up missing some things that you actually, you basically throw the baby out of the bathwater. And then you find yourself in a situation where you're now sitting with this person who has these new things, but is missing some critical parts that you actually enjoyed in the last person. And I think it took her a while to get to that point where she realizes that there are some things about Brad that were worth keeping. So not that you keep Brad as well as Cooper, but in looking for a partner, there's some things that she really enjoyed and, and prized that Brad had that she should have actually kept in looking for a new partner rather than just look for someone who's almost the polar opposite. Yeah, for sure. Because like she did meet um, Cooper a month after Brad and those wounds were fresh, guys. Those wounds were fresh. 
And he was a breath of fresh air. And I think one of the things she enjoyed about Brad was, besides the mind-blowing sex, it was the spontaneity, the freedom. That's how she described him. She described him as freedom. That no, but Billy's Billy's busy. I'm so sorry, but she romanticized an entire relationship like unnecessarily. Yes, they were they had unbelievable chemistry, but is that like does that outweigh all the trauma that came with the relationship? He treated her like shit. It was terrible to her. But she's just like, oh my god, we had great sex in the pool. No girl, get it together. <laughs> get it together. <laughs> the sex in the pool does not do that. <laughs> <laughs> the sex in the pool. So, guys, before we move on, because we're still in the first part, what do we think about Sasha sleeping with her man, her friend's man? Guys, hi, guys, hi, hi, hi. I know it was a while, but hi, oh, Sasha. How are you sleeping with your friend's toxic ex-boyfriend? Like, how? How? The one who got away. The one who got out of all the out of all the men she could have slept with. I'm like, like I am. Yeah, lol. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, because. <laughs> what are the rules, guys? <laughs> the rules are you don't sleep with your friend's ex. That's significant ex. Significant ex. Like a significant ex, yeah, for sure. And Not some different like high school. Like you can't say my ex from high school is still like significant. But you dated like, like five other guys. But sometimes people get really touched where they weren't even dating the person just because they've had relations with them, they are involved. That's I'm asking, what are the rules? Because I, mean, I think you know, you know who your, your friend's person is. Like, that, that, that she's, out of, she's out. I'm sorry, that was wrong. She can't. Um, but I suppose it also depends on your friend, right? If you know your friend and you kind of know how they felt about that person, and if it was really significant for them, even though they didn't date, maybe they had like relations or they were kicking it for a while, you know, like what's the word? I don't know. I can't find the word now, but like situationship, you know, Tommy, situation. Yeah, sure. Situationship. <laughs> and, you know, your friend took a knock when it ended. And obviously, that's not something that you're going to go into yourself. Like, you're not going to go to sleep with that guy. But if it was just maybe 